continuing completed classics. Fulfilling failed franchises. Reinvigorating reviled rehashes. It's the follow-up showdown with Paul Getz and Travis McMaster. Hello and welcome to the follow-up showdown, where we attempt to give worthy second chapters to stories that don't have them. Uh, if this is the first time you're joining us, the way it works is this. We take a movie that either has no sequel or a sequel uh, regarded as being unworthy of its predecessor, and each take a turn proposing our own version of what would be a more fitting continuation. Uh, now, when I say we, I'm of course referring to myself, Paul Getz, and my co-host... Uh, Travis McMaster. Uh, excellent. We're also... <laughs> I don't know why that gave me pause. <laughs> that is your name. That's yeah, me. yeah. We also have Lauren Picorni here. Hello. Uh, yep. Lauren did not watch this movie with us. Uh, oh, I haven't even mentioned what the movie is. We're uh, doing Super Mario Brothers, 1993's Super Mario Brothers. But we I are have happy... seen it once before. Okay, excellent. But excellent. remember, not a lot. Perfect. Well, <laughs> we are happy to have you here uh, any way we can. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I remember seeing this movie in theaters with my dad and my sister, and I remember not liking it as a kid. Uh, this is the first time I've seen it since then. I was uh, denied the opportunity to see it in theaters because my parents thought it looked bad. Mm. Uh, and not bad like, oh, we don't want to go take you to this, we don't want to see it, but bad like, we think you won't enjoy this. Right. Oh, and, interesting. And they didn't see it. They just saw like the trailer or whatever, and they thought, "No, well, not the, for you." At the time, they might have been right. I remember my specific issue being that I watched Mario uh, Saturday morning cartoon and, and the live show, and uh, I did not understand why they made the changes in this movie that they did. Yeah, the fact that they're not brothers. There's a lot of things that are different yeah. about it than than. I the, I don't know what I would have thought. I assume I would have loved it. Well, okay, fair. Uh, I, I enjoyed it more this time. I've always enjoyed it. Not to be like the hipster fuck I am, but I've seen this movie um, a good handful of times. I already owned this movie on DVD and have for years. That's why we had access to it. Yes, this was Travis's personal <laughs> copy. Um, I will say I, I, the quality of the of the movie is questionable uh, in, in several ways, but I would also say that I had a good time. Yeah. This was a good time. It's... I, I don't know if I would go as far to say it is a good movie, but it is much better than people give it credit for. Okay. That's my party line. Okay. All right. I think, okay. I think it can be picked apart pretty easily. I, I will say that. I think we did do that while we watched the movie. Yeah, we made yeah. some monkey shines, but uh, I think people always <laughs> overlook the, the fun and the genuinely cool, like, sci-fi world-building stuff, which always gets overlooked because the discussion is always, that's not how the video game was. Well, and I believe uh, the legacy, or at least the positive legacy uh, left behind by this movie is uh, more related to uh, its look and, uh, and, and the technology used in the, at the time. Uh, it was apparently the first movie to employ the CGI software Autodesk Flame, then still software. in beta. That's good software. <laughs> you know I it? I don't fucking okay. know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it helped to shape the direction of uh, computer special effects uh, at the time. It looked so, great. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, you know, it did. 
Jin? Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, okay, so normally we would have a, a guest, or at least that's the idea eventually. Uh, we were going to have our friend Mario, which would have been fitting yeah. for, for this movie. Uh, our, our guest slash judge today is going to be uh, equally fitting a coin that we're going to flip. A gold Sacagawea dollar coin. Yes. Representing... Uh, in the gold coins from the games, which in, in the movie are called um, Koopa, Koopa coins. coins. Yes. They might which be we, Koopa coins in the game. Oh, which that, we, we never see. That was an early uh, appearance <laughs> from the coin that I just dropped on the ground. That's production that, value, baby. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, I want to try something here that we didn't get to last time. I think it's important that we introduce to viewers who haven't seen the movie what happens in the movie so that they can follow along with us in our pitches a little bit better. But I don't want to spend too long on that. Who, who's listening to this that hasn't seen the movie? I don't know. I don't know their names. Oh. <laughs> but I just uh, don't think we should cater to weirdos. I think we absolutely 100% should cater to weirdos. I don't know. And will cater to weirdos. All right. Regardless of whether we want to or not. Um, I, and I do, I want to say that, weirdos. Uh, I'm calling this a minute with McMaster. A minute with McMaster. Always going to be to you, Travis, to explain in one minute or less, if if you can, uh, everything that happens in the movie. You think you can do it with one minute? I could definitely do it with one minute. That feels like too much time. Well, we'll see. This is we can cut a lot of this, so okay. don't worry about that. So one minute, you ready? Yeah, ready. Go. So the meteor that killed the dinosaurs broke into two pieces. The smallest piece was put on a necklace and given to the princess of the Mushroom Kingdom and put into a different dimension that was created when that meteor struck. That child then grows up in Brooklyn and we don't spend any time with her. Then we are introduced to the Mario Brothers who are unsuccessful plumbers but only because their car isn't fast enough. They happen to run into this little girl who has now grown up and is named Daisy. They uh, go on a double date with Daisy. Luigi dates her and Mario brings her girlfriend. They are all more or less kidnapped or through happenstance find themselves thrust into this other dimension, the Koopa land, Dino Hatton, mm -hmm. where King Koopa is trying to track down Daisy to get the meteor to put it back together so they can combine the two dimensions. Uh, they run around the Koopa kingdom, uh, separating, re-meeting, fighting one another until they are eventually victorious over the Koopa clan. Okay. Um, yeah, you had six seconds left to spare Oof. at the end there. Um, I think lost some nuance. Yeah, sure. well, I think that maybe you spent a little too much time on some details. <laughs> um, but I would I really, in terms of uh, the main plot, I think the only thing that you left out is that uh, the girl's uh, father is turned into fungus I actually, and spread around the city. I actually yeah. had that thought while I was talking, but since it affects absolutely nothing in the plot, Except for the happy ending, I guess. But they're not reunited. It's not. It's not. Well, the fungus does affect the plot throughout. The fungus. I guess you're right. It does. All right. All right. Did that help at all, Lauren? A little. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, let's. Uh, you know, first let's talk about this movie a little bit. Uh, Travis, being a fan yeah. for a long time, is yeah. there anything, uh, any nuggets, knowledge you want to drop uh, before I? get into the stuff I found online. I will say that I, I'm sure you already were going to bring this up, but it did win a Saturn Award hmm. for its production design. I wasn't. Is, okay. Uh, well, it I, is only, a, I only looked at the bad stuff. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, it won, a, it won a Saturn Award for its production design. It was a legitimate award mm. for legitimate reasons. Sure. It looked great. Sure. The costume design is really cool. 
yeah. the sci-fi concepts are really interesting and neat. Yeah, like I, I said say, during the movie, if if I told you Terry Gilliam directed this, I think I think people would respond to it much more positively. It would get more credit. I think you're right. Yes. I do. I do think you're right. Um, I would say that the sci-fi concepts. There are a lot of cool ones. I would say most of them don't go past being concepts. Agreed. They don't back them up. No. They don't, uh, you know, follow up with any sort of information that makes a lot of sense. Um, interestingly enough, uh, Mario creator uh, Shigeru Miyamoto yeah. uh, of the of the game Mario commented about this movie that he enjoyed the effort that was put into the film, but he felt that the end result tried too hard to replicate the game series. So he didn't uh, watch the movie. And. <laughs> um, I will say that the movie, uh, if it, it might have done better to stick to its original ideas than try to bring in uh, the existing tropes of the series at all. I, I think it got caught midway, like in between two concepts. Yeah. Um, actually, I know that it did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, the most famous thing about this movie that I found right away was that both Bob Hoskins and Dennis Hopper hated working on this movie um, i just assume dennis hopper hated every movie he worked on i i think he probably enjoyed working with david lynch i just oh, get sure. the feeling okay. that the intensity of those guys probably played yeah pretty well off each other but according to dennis hopper he was supposed to be on this movie for five weeks and he ended up on the movie for 17 weeks Ooh, so that does that sound too. frustrating <laughs> um okay where i want to start is uh, uh in terms of talking about this movie is the writers there are three credited writers, Parker Bennett, Terry uh, Runt, Runte, I'm not I'm quite go sure. I'm going to go Runte. fair enough. I'll, I'll stick with that as well. Parker Bennett and Terry Runte. Uh, they are a writing team. Their other credits are exclusively the movie Mystery Date, um, a board game instead of a <laughs> video game adaptation that time, and uh, an animated movie called The Thief and the Cobbler, oh, okay. which I'm quite fond of. Yeah. Um, for the animation, though, not for the script well i i've only seen it once but i remember really liking jonathan winters in it so wait the thief and the cobbler thief and the cobbler yes jonathan winters yes he's the thief i'm thinking of a different movie it, are you sure it yeah. was this movie that i'm referring to is originally called arabian nights the animated one yes oh okay yes. yeah jonathan winters didn't voices jonathan the, winters the thief it. yeah didn't know that yeah okay um I feel like i'm losing a lot of street cred here yeah all right you know we'll, we'll see if you can bounce back from that as well um okay so the third credited writer is ed solomon uh who wrote the bill and ted movies he's writing the the new bill and ted movie oh okay yeah, follow him on twitter Humble uh, <laughs> good for you <laughs> uh mom and dad save the world charlie's angels the now you see me series mm. and men in black the original uh yes the first, the the only the original. Yeah, he he was a a co-writer. That was two thousands Charlie's Angels. Yes, the good. Cameron Diaz, Drew Barrymore. Oh man, I like. Lou. I have I not seen you. Is actually really good. Well, I've not yeah. seen Mom and Dad Save the World, but I am a fan of those other movies that I have seen. Right. Okay. Yeah. I I agree. I, that that he has the most clout. I yeah. think. However, there are six other uncredited writers of there this it is. movie. There it is. Um, the first person to take a crack at this movie was Barry Morrow, who wrote Rain Man. Can't see the influence. He apparently wrote a kind of a, an existential road trip movie with Mario as a smart older brother and Luigi as his naive savant sibling. Oh. 
one trick pony. Yeah, apparently the production staff found it so similar to Rain Man that they nicknamed it Drain Man. <laughs> That's His, funny. Yeah. That's very funny. The next team of writers uh, to take a crack at it was Jim Genowine and Tom S. Parker, who wrote The Flintstones mm-hmm. and Richie Rich. That feels more like what I watched. Yeah, well, and there, theirs was a bubblegum bright fantasy flick set squarely in the familiar Nintendo universe. They okay. wrote a straightforward Super Mario Brothers movie, mm-hmm. supposedly. That one probably would have been a franchise. I would have liked to have seen that one. Yeah, I agree completely. The next team as another team, uh, Dick Clement and Ian Lafrenet, who wrote the commitments and they wrote for Tracy Takes On. Oh. A lot of a lot of a lot of British uh, stuff. Um, and theirs was the script, apparently, that uh, was so sophisticated and intelligent that it got Bob Hoskins, Dennis Hopper, and Fiona Shaw, who plays Lena, mm. to sign on to this movie. Okay. So the script that That's the one I want to read. Yeah. That that's the one that brought them in, uh, and apparently Bob Hoskins famously did not know about the video game. Right. So uh, that script must have been really something. Yeah, I gotta say. Um, and then there's one more writer, uh, the writer of Tape Heads and the Computer War Tennis Shoes. Ryan Rowe was the last uh, writer on this movie, and uh, also unofficially, apparently, according to the actor Richard Edson, who played Spike. He and Fisher Stevens, uh, who played Iggy, were allowed to do all of their own dialogue. They were able to, day to day on set, write their own dialogue, okay. which made it a lot more fun for them. I'm so glad someone had fun on set. <laughs> so they're unofficial writers in that sense. Okay, so then moving on from writing to the director. Smooth segue. Thank you. Uh, it's right here in my notes. <laughs> um, Harold Ramis was approached to do this. He passed it. Down. He he turned it down. Greg Beeman, who directed Mom and Dad Save the World, also approached to do this. Uh, See, that also says license to drive. He also directed license, license to, to drive, drive as well. Yes, that could have been fun. Um, but apparently, he was he was dropped from the project because of there was controversy surrounding the movie Mom and Dad Save the World, like oh. in the press at the time. Anyway, it ended up in the hands of a husband and wife team, Rocky Morton and Annabelle Jankel. The only other movie they directed was a Dennis Quaid movie called DOA. Mm. But they were approached because they created Max Headroom. They were the creators of Max Headroom and they were pioneers of computer graphics. So it was because of their talent for uh, CGI and cutting edge technology, like special effects at the time that they were approached for this movie. I think it's a real shame this movie killed their career then because between what they did with this and Max Headroom, I feel like they probably had a lot of really cool ideas. They never directed again. I know. After this movie. I know. Yeah. That's heartbreaking. They went way over budget for this. Mm. It was a $42 million budget. They made $20 million. Good Lord. Yeah. 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 And it has a 23% on Rotten Tomatoes, 1% higher than our last movie we did, Congo. You know I don't put any stock in Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, that's fair. But I, I, I do also, I want to take this opportunity to say that uh, we're, we're not going to just do what are considered flops. Only when I choose them. Well. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll, we'll run the whole gamut of quality uh, uh, uh cinema to not so much but I will only uh, be choosing movies from between 1990 and 1995 that no one but me likes well i'm hopefully gonna enjoy more of those <laughs> i've enjoyed two so far so that's a pretty good track record two for two uh, i always like to do this the um actors who passed 
mm. on the stuff. Others approached to play Mario, Danny DeVito. Naturally. Mm. Uh, Bruno Kirby. Don't know. Uh, from City Slickers and That's Harry that. Met Sally. Oh. He's great. He would have been a great Mario. Sure. I could totally have seen him as Mario. Um, and Cheech Marin. Uh, okay, so then uh, approached, uh, attached to play Luigi before John Leguizamo, Tom Hanks. And apparently Tom Hanks was dropped because the financial failures of Turner and Hooch and Joe versus the Volcano led the studio to believe that Hanks was no longer a box office draw. Aww. Only time will tell. By the way, when I picture Tom Hanks, especially young Tom Hanks, there are not many actors who look more like the cartoon character of Luigi. <laughs> That's a very good point. I think that could have worked out. Yeah, Hanks uh, can do it. Yeah. He could do anything. Um, and then actors approached to play Bowser, who turned it down, were Michael Keaton, sure. Kevin Costner, Weird. and Arnold Schwarzenegger. I would love to have seen that. Yes. Uh, Keaton as well, I think, would have really... Oh, yeah. He would have ran away with it. And maybe enjoyed himself more than Dennis Hopper did. I don't know. I don't know. Does Keaton enjoy himself? He seems like another guy who doesn't enjoy things. I would say that I don't think I've ever seen it seem like Keaton wasn't trying. It's always and trying. It didn't seem like Hopper was trying here, to mine eye. I felt like he was. Okay. Well, he's tried harder in, in other <laughs> things. I wish there was a uh, behind-the-scenes documentary about this film. I think that would be a blast to oh, watch. Yeah. You've got actors writing their own lines, other actors getting different scripts on different days. It sounds like a, a madness. We'll just have to contact Criterion. Yeah, Criterion. That's, that's they, the part of the whole they deal. They pump it up with the, yeah. Yeah, the special the features. Special this piece. had zero special features in this no. DVD. And not. one of the worst menus I've ever seen. All right. Uh, oh, okay. So now I do, uh, we can start rolling towards the sequels, but I, I want to get into something that we didn't talk about uh, in our first episode. Um, why are we doing this? <laughs> I mean, we, we did talk about how we <laughs> like to talk movies, but specifically I would like to know, because uh, I, I think I have an answer for myself, but if you have an answer for why the idea of talking sequels and trying to pitch better follow-ups uh, appeals to you. I think for me, I I have gone back and forth as to whether and I, or not I think sequels are good ideas, generally speaking. I mean, I, I, I grew up always wanting them. Yeah. I always wanted more of the things that I liked. But having grown up around that and seeing the ratio of success versus failure, it continues to be a question uh, for me, especially in this day and age in which we have so many franchises being brought back after so long mm -hmm. because uh, people are responding to fandom on the internet, sort of seeing uh, a possible uh, financial success where maybe they didn't see it before and, and things get brought back and I would say more often than not, they are major disappointments. I'm okay with that. So I, so I, I'm I'm not, especially for things that come back after so long. Now I'll take I'll take nine bad sequels if I get one really good one. Well, I guess I guess what what I want to do with this concept, this podcast, is put my money where my mouth is. If I'm if I'm going to complain about what I'm being given, if I'm going to say what they these people did isn't right. I need to be able to back that up with, oh, well, I see. here's something better. So you're not just uh, whining. Yes, exactly. I get it. Yes. I used to love to whine. We not, all did. Not so much anymore. It's not charming anymore. No. It's too easy. Yeah, who wants it? So let's, you know, pitch instead. Yeah. We should Next time we should definitely probably do a movie that 
has a sequel. Yes. Okay, now you are a fan of this movie. Uh, Apparently, there are at least two other people who are as well. In 2003, Stephen Applebaum and Ryan Haas teamed with one of the film's original screenwriters, Parker Bennett, one of the, the, the team that was credited with the film, and they wrote a webcomic sequel. Interesting. Yes. Have you looked into that? Have you read that? I did look it up, at, and I made an attempt to read it. Mm-hmm. Um, I found it online. The and the premise uh, it picks up with Mario and Luigi returning to Dino Hatton um, and to aid Daisy in defeating Mad Scientist Warped, the final boss from Super Mario Brothers Two, the video game. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Sure, why not? I mean, if you're gonna do, you do the next game. Do the next game. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, I read what exists online. Um, it was uh, evidently, it was a webcomic released day to day, evidently intended to be 10 chapters, each 10 pages. I got to chapter four, page six, and then there stopped being any more available. It was apparently discontinued less than halfway through. You'll see indeed from Nintendo? No, uh, apparently it was, uh, because this is sort of unofficial enough, it wasn't, it wasn't a legal issue. It was that they were doing a fundraising campaign to sort of keep the comic alive day to day, asking for money, and they didn't get enough money, and it just fell apart. They, well, they couldn't pay their artists oh, to well. finish the story that they had constructed. Yeah, it happens. Yeah, pretty sad, pretty bleak ending for uh, for what sounds like it was maybe their life <laughs> they, goal. Um... From 93 to 2013, they had this, uh, this vision in their head, or at least. They should have just done a podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Boom, problem we're, solved. We're, we're going to do multiple sequels today. <laughs> uh, Maybe. Shows those clowns. If we get to it. Yeah. Uh, okay, fine. Well, just, well, I, right. just, I just got, someone's got to keep it moving. Okay, that's that's you then. That's me. Yeah. All right, so let's start, as I like to start these pitches, with the question, do you believe there should be a sequel? Yes. You de- you Yes to this one. Yes. Okay. All right. um, with, with so much left on the table and with an ending like that... Uh, the uh, come with me there's more to yeah, do yeah. the back to the future yeah, Marty something's gotta be done about your kids ending yeah I wanna see the kids right right so um, yes of course yeah I mean I don't uh, I don't know that I felt like this was a clear enough vision that I that I feel like I know they have more it doesn't have to be them anyone can do a sequel Okay, so you're saying a new team gets brought in and it's maybe like... It's like James Cameron coming in and putting his own spin on Terminator. Well, what? Do you mean Alien? And I guess I do mean Alien. Works for both. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Okay, well, so yours is a yes. Um, I guess we know what yours is. Well, I mean, I don't know that it's... I I, I don't want to... Yeah, I guess it's a no. I guess I don't... uh, I had a good time, but I didn't... I wasn't... Mm. hungry for more it's a rough first date well they already got rid of uh, of bowser that's that's your lead villain they get rid of bowser at the end of every game and then he just shows back up in some clown jalopy and throws crap (laughs) at you Mm. or you do the koopa kids or you do whatever yeah open your mind just becomes less and less interesting all right uh so then on to the next question uh sequel or prequel what do you think is the best fit? Uh, sequel. What would a prequel be? Just dinosaurs live in a 
shitty life in Dino Hatton? Well, I have an idea. I have a prequel. Just the plumber, the plum, the Mario Brothers being poor plumbers. Um, that is not my idea, but that's your. That's what you're saying. No, that's your what pitches? based on this movie, a prequel would be like dinosaurs being sad in their city, and the Mario Brothers, like never the twain should meet. You know, because mm-hmm. they meet for the first time here. So sequel definitely my prequel pitch i won't flip a coin for this since it sounds like you don't have one here we go donkey kong yeah colon super mario brothers 2 okay uh before he adopts luigi mario is a brutish carpenter who takes (laughs) in an escaped gorilla one night and attempts to care for it only to have the ape kidnap his then girlfriend pauline Mm-hmm. A reference to the original name yeah. for Peach, and takes her to the top of a tower that Mario must avoid obstacles to reach before it's too late. So it would be like, um, like that Bruce Lee movie, uh, Octagon, short, or The Raid, or or, or yeah, you any know, any one of those movies where you got to reach the top of the top. tower. Yeah. Okay. Is it? And is there anything special about this ape? Is it like a yeah? Like a I mean, it's it's, it's. I would say that this ape is uh akin to yoshi or or even the chimpanzee in super mario brothers pretty smart it wouldn't be like like bigger than a normal gorilla no he'd be a normal gorilla with a tie you're gonna put him in the tie probably well yeah you gotta you gotta um and is uh, the gorilla setting these traps or is it just at the top of like nakatomi plaza or whatever throwing shit down at him yeah i think he's improvising I think <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, Donkey Kong. To do. Yeah, absolutely. Especially uh, particularly smart escaped ones. I'm gonna say he was a circus uh, performer or something like that. Okay, that's all I need. I just need yeah. circus is all I need. Yeah, and I and I think that uh, in terms of how this particular Mario 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 mm-hmm. reacts to uh, insane situations, I think uh, I I could see him pretty easily being like, "All right, come in." I'll- <laughs> I'll give you a banana. Yeah, he you took know, it in stride. Yeah, yeah. I like that uh, it's outside the box and that you. it's not a retread. Well, I appreciate uh, I appreciate that. I think that that the bizarre nature of this movie sort of allowed me uh, to feel like that was an okay pitch yeah. for a prequel. Yeah, um, I think it fits. That's uh, that's my prequel pitch. Uh, we'll move on uh, to the main game. Okay. Now remember. The rules are that we have to, if we have it, we have a direct sequel pitch and a modern sequel pitch. Right. Something you would make today. Right. And uh, whichever one you like better, do second. The direct or the modern. Okay. Okay? Yeah. All right. So I'm going to, this is our first coin flip uh, of two. Uh, Let's see who's going to go first. Call, Call it in the air. Okay. Heads. It's heads. It's heads. What do I win? Well, do you want to go first or... Uh, I can go no. first. Okay. I don't have anything prepared, but I'm, I'll wing it. All right. Well, hey. Um, so Maybe this... you shouldn't have let me know that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if you needed to, if that was um, a good call. So this, is, this would be for like a sequel back in 94 or 95 or whatever. Here we go. So you go back to the Mushroom Kingdom, um, as it would now be called. It would not be Dino, Dino Hatton. Hatton. It would be... Now it would be the mushroom because the the mushroom king is back. Lance Henriksen is the mushroom king. But they in the movie, yeah, the implication is that he was a dinosaur. They just devolved him beyond. I understand that, but now because the fungus was everywhere taking mm. over, it has been colloquially nicknamed the Mushroom Kingdom, and they are adopting that to get rid of the old 
okay. hateful Koopa Kingdom regime. It is now the Mushroom Kingdom, and they even call Princess Daisy Princess Toadstool. Mm. Little things like that. But it's going to be sort of like the inverse. It's like the happy version. Everything's still kind of dirty and scary because resources are still scarce, and we are going to try to retain that adult tone. But we're going to have a little bit more of an effects budget now. So the dinosaur citizens are not going to be people with like green paint. We're going to have more dinosaur looking people. Because mm -hmm. it's right on the heels of Jurassic Park. Mm -hmm. So people are going to want to see more dinosaurs. Especially after this one kind of promised dinosaurs. Sure. <clears throat> so Mario and Luigi go back. We're not going to do any more like Koopa stuff. King Koopa stuff. Because I do think we should keep him dead. Okay. It, it, just in this case because he's dead. That's what we're doing. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be Lance Henriksen as the Koopa King. When Daisy came back, she looked like she was a guerrilla fighter, though. Yeah, I feel that the implication there is that the, there's, a there's unrest. She's on the rebel side or whatever. Yes. What have you. So yeah. those those rebels would be like the those loyal to Koopa still, the cops. Mm -hmm. And maybe the, the Goombas are weird because they seem kind of like benign. Yeah, they weren't. There were evil. a couple. There were a couple yeah. of evil ones. Yeah, but they just seem to be like people. So we're gonna have good and bad. Yeah, I do want to bring Bertha back as please and thank you. You liked Bertha so much. I want to bring Bertha. her back as like one of the freedom fighter cells. <laughs> Who is Big Bertha in the game? That's the big fish, the big red fish that jumps out of the water and eats and shoots the trophy out at the end of Mario Kart. The big fish. Okay, yeah, yeah just yeah, one yeah, of the sure. big fish. So it's basically going to be um, a civil war rather than a war between like Koopa and whatever our dimension. We're not going to really come back to Brooklyn. We're just going to stay there. Mm -hmm. The Koopa, sorry, the Mushroom King. What's his name? Did we get a name? No. Just Mushroom King? Father. Your father. father. Yeah. <laughs> Lance Henriksen. Yeah. Is doing his best to keep the city in one piece, I, I'm seeing a lot of like Big Brother-esque like announcements from him with those weird guns they use to like right. talk the to everyone. The communication guns. guns. Yeah. Um, and so Mario and Luigi, we need to incorporate the pipes that we like. We need a reason that they're plumbers mm. um, because they really tried to hit the plumber thing hard in this movie. Oh, there's important. a lot of plumber-based stuff for sure. So all of the pipes in the city that lead out to the desert that lead everywhere. That is going to be, I'm thinking it's a little Mad Maxi, but I'm thinking there's going to be some kind of water thing. It's going to be, uh, because the whole point of this movie is they wanted to combine the dimensions so that the, the dinosaur land people could have resources because mm -hmm. they don't have any. Mm -hmm. I don't want to just leave them there dying. So right. I'm going to say that they, they found a water reservoir or something, but it's all piped up. And the, those loyal to Koopa are trying to retain power of it mm -hmm. to keep power over the, the Mushroom Kingdom. So, of course, Daisy goes and gets the only plumber she knows. Um, and then there's a lot of fighting there. There's a lot of dinosaur cells. I don't know who I want the big bad to be. Um, I, You know what? As I'm saying that, I have to figure it out. I want it to be Wendy O. Koopa. Okay. I don't, you you are apparently more well-versed in the oh, Nintendo uh, universe. Yeah. Than so, I, if yeah. I would like... Let's go ahead and expand because Iggy and Spike are two of the Koopa kids from the Mario right, game. Right, right. So, let's just bring in the rest of the cousins. Okay. But the, the you know, the matriarch would be Wendy O. Koopa. I just like her style. Meaning, in the game, she is Bowser's uh, uh, they're just called lady? The, they're just called the Koopa kids. Okay. So, but she's a theoretically kid. Okay, got it, got it. She's not any more important than the rest no, of them. No, there's just a bunch. The there's like okay. eight of them, I think. Seven or eight of them. All right. Um, so, then you could get the other Koopa, Koopa-lings, if you want. His cousins, they could still be mm. trying to avenge their, their other cousin or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but Wendy O is the ringleader and she's like very kind of new wavy, moddy, whatever the hell was going on in 1995. Um, and then they can sort of defeat her. And then you can bring back, you know, Spike and Iggy. You got to bring them back as fan favorites. 100%. Um, and then, of course, they win in the end and yeah, whatever. You're right. Maybe Luigi and uh, Daisy get to stay together this time. Yeah. He, yeah. Gets, he gets to stay. Mario can go back to Brooklyn with his, you know, groovy suntan tanning salon girlfriend daniella daniella yeah yeah um, then you got a Ma- you got a mario brother in each dimension just okay. in case i'm into that all right all right do you have a modern yeah okay here we go so my modern sequel uh would would be um animated oh my i would sort of james and the giant peach it um for this one we would bring bowser back though um and he Com- again tries to combine both dimensions mm. um but this time instead of just like just a few of a couple of people like like avengers thanos snapping away it completely works mm. they're both combined but now that's it, it, we get it's animated now mm-hmm. for whatever reason i don't know it just is mm. um and now we're going to do a more classic mario and luigi going through different lands to get to um king koopa okay and daisy um so they, they will be just doing your, your kind of standard like meeting you know um different characters from the game going through classic like desert lands ice lands things like that sure in very truncated version so we can kind of get through it all yoshi can be there maybe we can even do something fun that when it's animated and the worlds are combined yoshi's powers activate and he can talk now um and he's bigger it's longer mm-hmm. so they can ride him mm-hmm. um and then Daisy is like fighting to free both people. Now you've got people from the real world and you kind of have to explain to them what's going on while they're terrified, working with the dinosaur people to all kind of just try to untangle everything. And mm. what, they're doing everything they can to get together to separate the two dimensions again. Um, but then the big like climax would be when they finally all unite and they're defeating Bowser and stuff, they don't separate the dimensions. Because that would once again mean damning Dinosaur World, Dino Hatton to like this crappy desert land. Yeah, they're in a bad spot. They're in a bad spot. And obviously, we're not doing so hot right now either. Sure. Um, So this could be sort of a coming together moment where like we have an opportunity to reset everything. That's nice. So let's work together with everyone and we can kind of set up our own rules now. Okay. All right. That sounds awesome. That sounds like a good time. Thank you. Now, uh, I'm going to do my modern pitch. Go for it. And then we're going to let the coin decide. Okay. Uh, however, before we let the coin decide, I just want to uh, say you have to pick one of okay. your pitches. Yeah, yeah. And title it, if you can. Oh, okay. You know, so we have a... Tone, tone noted. Oh. <laughs> I just, uh, I want to post the winners, and it's yeah. neater if you have a title. And try to think of a title for both, if you can. I will. I okay. can do that. Great. All right. Here we go! My modern uh, sequel is called Super Mario World 2 Yoshi's Island. Great. Thank you. Uh, We've got Leguizamo and Samantha Mathis returning as Luigi and Daisy. Mario's long dead, uh, RIP, unfortunately. Right. And uh, they are retired, sort of. We, we, We get the backstory that they've they lived a life. They did a lot of good for the Mushroom Kingdom, for the Dino Hatton, whatever it's called. Uh, but they're done with it, and it has been left to their children to rule. 
the children have had two babies, Mario and Luigi. Oh, I see. Thank you. I see what we're doing. Yep. And uh, uh, the baby, one of both babies are stolen by a uh, magic-based Koopa called Kamek, as is in the game, mm-hmm. uh, who uh, flies away with them. But baby Mario fights his way out of the situation, lands in transit to where Kamek is going, Koopa, uh, Koopa territory, the, like uh, a reserve, an area where those loyal to Koopa or the Koopa way or something, or, or the Koopa family have have uh, lo- relocated themselves, but they're passing over Yoshi's homeland. Baby Mario drops, is found by the further grown Yoshi. Mm-hmm. So you now have multiple stories, one being Baby Mario and Yoshi uh, in pursuit of Kamek, the other being the grandparents, Luigi and Daisy, also in pursuit uh, uh, of the situation because their children are, uh, were raised as ultra pacifists. They're not going to be the ones who can go in and kick butt, but they know that that's what's needed. Mm-hmm. They, they didn't even know that the Koopas were still around, or at least didn't you know have power. Yeah, it's a lot like Spy Kids. Sure, yeah. absolutely, it is uh, uh, tonally as well. Yeah, I would say. Uh, but then uh, you know, eventually you have these two uh, uh, storylines converge. It ends up being. The foursome, Baby Mario, Yoshi, Luigi, and Daisy in the end taking on Kamek to save Baby Luigi, restore her to the world. Bada bing, bada boom. That's my modern sequel. And uh, I think that sounds offbeat and weird enough while being super referential enough to, to fit the tone of this and still live action. initial movie. Still live action. That sounds like a budget-heavy movie. Uh, not these days. No. Doesn't seem that hard. Well, I guess you're right. Yeah. All right, so so then going into this... I'm trying to think of titles. I think for the first one, I want to call it Super Mario Brothers colon Mushroom Kingdom. Okay. For my direct sequel. Okay. For my animated one later, um, I definitely want to call it like Super Mario Brothers 2 because I want people to know this is a sequel to that one. Okay. I'm wondering if I want to just leave it at that. Yes, well, that, I... that is the name of the webcomic. So oh, Mario Brothers 2. Okay. And even though the other title's cooler, I think the I think the animated one is the one I'm going to pitch as well. Both we're going with the modern. Both but, modern. However, your modern is more direct. It is a direct yeah. sequel still. Yeah. Um all right. Well, what did you do with the coin? I I it's lost right here. it. It's right oh, here. okay. Never mind. Here it is. Um Lauren, you call it since you're still technically here. Oh, this is excellent. Also, uh any ideas that you that uh, rose to the top for you that you thought oh, I, I could watch that even though I don't you know as you're struggling to stay yeah. awake did you have any <laughs> what was what what was the, what was the first pitch you did no don't I thought the Donkey was, Kong I, pitch. I thought that was your sequel that was my prequel pitch oh I like that one TV Donkey Kong yeah yeah yeah, yeah I agree I, I forgot about that one I did yeah. like that one yeah that one was good it was weird yeah. And I think Hoskins could have Definitely. really had a great time, of course, in that role. But I'm still going to stick with the the modern. All right. Uh, no offense. But I'm glad you liked it, though. That's, I'm so offended. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, and you're going to call it. Yeah. All right. Tails. Oh, uh, I'm going to uh, do that again. Oh, 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 okay. oh, for the listeners at okay, home. Okay, okay, okay. For the listeners okay. at home. He caught it on the back of his hand like you do. And uh-huh. when he rose up with his other hand, he lifted his other hand, the coin stuck to it, flipped, flipped it again, again, 
and it ended up tails. So. I call that shenanigans. Yeah, you would. W- would you not? Would you? I have faith in the coin. Flip it again. All right, let's do it. The I turtle agree. will protect okay. me. All right, and you can call it again okay. in case you want to. And I, you know. Okay, don't say that. Okay. Oh! oh it's tails. Uh, the faith in the coin uh, proved to be. Did you establish who was who? Uh, yes, he was t- tails, right? Oh Wait, no, we didn't. We didn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's why she should. I mean, she can call it, but we have to say. Wait, but wait you know what's wait, weird is we yeah. both assumed yeah. I was tails. That's true, and, and, you and got that happened sad. the first time. And you got sad that it was tails. Too. We both just assumed I, I was, was going. Tails. I would have called heads. So <laughs> I, let's say that we'll stick with. I'll it. stick with it because yeah. we both just That's inherently in That's here. That's so crazy. Knew <laughs> that I was tails. Yes. So the oh, you know what? I'll bet it is because she's my girlfriend. So we just assumed whatever she's calling is for me. Oh well, that is, that wasn't my logic. <laughs> I don't. But know I had it, no logic. I, yeah. I, I I can assure you. We that really is, need to. I do hilarious. always call heads, though. Yeah. I will say. Okay. Toy clubs. Do you always tails. go tails. You, you, yeah. Same you. Uh, depends on if you're gonna. No. No, okay. No, I, I, All I right, uh, okay. Well, we got the whole one, two, Ooh. and three. All right, That's so... That's some good podcast. Excellent. So the the uh, winner is Super Mario Brothers 2. I'm a Luigi, number one. And then a fitting title at that. All right, well, thank you for joining us uh, on the follow-up showdown. Uh, this was an interesting one. I think uh, we, we were, we're going to try not to bring the coin back unless it's another coin... Connected movie. I, I I had some fun with it, but uh, you know, we'll, we'll right. try to have a guess. Well, we next only time. use the the coin because Mario fell through, mm-hmm. and then Lauren had last minute plans she forgot about, so we had no on hand arbiter. Mm. Okay. So hopefully next time we will. Yes, and and speaking of uh, just some uh, uh, Mario specifically, uh, uh, not that anyone listening will be interested in this necessarily, but Fisher Stevens in this movie, <laughs> we both decided looks. Very much like our friend Mario. Only in this movie, too. Yeah. I've never thought Mario looked like Fisher Stevens, except for as uh, Iggy. Anyways. Uh, Enjoy that, listeners. Yeah, yeah, enjoy that little nugget, and uh, maybe one day you'll know who Mario is, and that might be of interest to you. Uh, uh, Other than that, let's uh, let's do some plugs. You got anything to plug? Uh, Yeah, as always, you're going to plug our uh, other podcasts, Theater of Tomorrow, Science Fiction Anthology, Um, The Hotel is our horror podcast. Uh, Lauren and I have our own Please Don't Listen to This, uh, just slice a life um, where we love up and go on dates and you can voyeuristically listen to that in a non-sexual way. Um, (laughs) Or sexual way. I don't know. I'm not here to judge you. We're not being sexual, but whatever uh, the listener takes out of it is uh, no business of ours. Mm. Okay. Um, I, I don't... Uh, yeah, I'll go ahead and plug a series that I did some writing for called Yabba Dabba Dinosaurs. It was canceled, but the, the episodes that were produced should air on Boomerang uh, or the Warner Brothers Animation app. Uh, give it a watch if you can find it. It's not going to be that easy, but uh, <laughs> but but it, it should be a good time. I, I stand by that. Um, and Lauren, uh, you, you want to, I don't know, say hi to your mom or, or plug anything? Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. That was mean. That seemed mean. I didn't. No, I don't think yeah. it was. I think okay. you were okay. Um, I'm so sad. Well, it's just, I figured you would plug the same things as I guess yeah. where I was, yeah. where I was yeah. coming from. We're a team. Wonderful. That is so beautiful. You're a regular Mario and Daniela. You're, <laughs> <laughs> you're gorgeous. All right. Um, 
Uh, I guess that's you. everything. Yeah, that is everything. Thank you so much for, for joining us. Uh, we'll be doing this again soon. Um, those of you listening to this, you'll get another one. Yeah. What's the name of our show again? Follow-up showdown. Okay, uh, catch you next time. Downers. <laughs> <laughs>